I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi guys. Hi, it's Laura. And it's Deb, and it's another episode that we hit the red button instead of play for <laughs> I Got, Got the, the Hell Out. And I like that little hand movement. Oh, yeah, nobody can see me do that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, I have I have a Kool-Aid recipe today. And Jump right now. Right I was supposed to make it for us, but I... And I remembered the food. Yeah, but Go you... Go figure. You were supposed to bring the little pierogi-like things. But you know what? I didn't feel like stopping at Trader Joe's. Exactly. I literally was driving. I'm like, I can either turn left and go into the plaza, or I could just go straight and go home. And guess what won? Uh, potato skins with sour cream. At least I had food. I know, and it was wonderful. And then I felt really <laughs> bad because I didn't make today's recipe. It's okay. I'll forgive you. You have no choice. Really. Seriously. Um, um, what's the recipe? Okay. This is Kool-Aid pie. Ooh. Okay. Um, they suggest to use cherry Kool-Aid, but... I was personally going to use orange because it would come out like a dreamsicle tasting type thing. Okay. Okay. You need eight ounces of Cool Whip. Mm-hmm. Uh, one package of the unsweetened, they use strawberry, but I, like I said, I would use orange because okay. I want it to taste like a dreamsicle. Then you need 14 ounces of sweetened condensed milk and one gram cracker pie crust. Oh my God. Yes. Um, you combine the whipped topping, strawberry Kool-Aid, and sweetened condensed milk, and you beat it until it's blended. <laughs> All right. Pour into the graham cracker crust, refrigerate for two hours before serving, top with whipped cream if desired, and serve chilled. Keep pie in refrigerator. That sounds pretty damn good. I came across that, and you know, the mac and cheese looked just so nasty. God awful. And I don't know if I'd like the strawberry flavor, but I thought the orange, because, you know, I really don't like orange Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. but I like orange soda. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Cherry would be good, too. Like Maybe. black cherry. Black cherry pie. I don't know. Could be. We'll have to figure it out. We might have to try it. Like I said, I was I was going to make an orange one, but it, it didn't happen. Oh, and we had a really big announcement, didn't we? I guess we did. What was that? Um, we wanted to announce last week, but we weren't there yet. Oh, for our numbers. Yeah, we officially have hit over 200,000 downloads. Is that like, what the hell was up with that? Like you said, we were happy when we hit 3,000. We were, we were floored at 3,000 and I look back and go, and I'm giggling over it and Yeah. Anyway, thank you, everyone. Thank you so, so, so much. Oh, and by the way, the zoo was awesome last week. Oh, that's right. There was almost nobody there. Very nice. We went from where we are real close to here, like by your house, Mm -hmm. and we got to Highland Park in 17 minutes. Because there was... Oh, damn. Well, you just go through the tunnels. Right. You get off Penn Avenue, and, and you go 54 blocks, and the zoo's up on the right. 
Oh my God. Right was after 54th Street. Was everything open? Everything but the polar bears. And there were so little people there that the tiger, here's the funniest part, and I wish I had this on video. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have the concrete in front of the glass so you can set your kids or right. whatnot up there, right? Well, when we got there, the tiger was, he was chasing birds and you could tell he was being real playful. Mm-hmm. And the way the zoo winds itself around, about 20 minutes later, you know, we find ourselves in front of the glass on the tiger. And I purposely stood up on the concrete thing and I slightly turned myself. Um, and the tiger, you know, they, they go for stuff that the back's turned and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this tiger starts racing from the other side of his enclosure, okay? Kim's with me, and she's taking pictures of this as it's getting closer and closer and closer. It's like, I don't know how many feet away it was, but it leapt at the glass like it was going to eat her. And she's stumbling backwards like this. See, I'm doing the hand motions like this. Yep. And, And she's screaming at the top of her lungs. And what little people was around, they were looking and laughing and it was it was the best part and for the rest of the time I got to hear about how the tiger almost ate her but then I reminded her I would have been fine because while the tiger was munching on her everybody else at the zoo could have got away right she'd been hero right so yeah go to the zoo on a Sunday or a holiday and I guarantee you'll have a good time sounds like it I I did and I showed you a video when I first got here oh hell yeah you did um, I mentioned this last week for anybody who wants to look it up. It's on YouTube, and it is a South African pastor um, leading his flock outside to eat the grass. And when you say eat the grass, you literally, you were not... No. The, the, the entire church falls things. I, These people were shoving handfuls of grass in their mouth. Yes. And when you told me that, I'm thinking, okay, they're like maybe taking a blade or two. There was that it. one dude who was just picking at the blades and with his eyeballs looking back and forth, like, I'm eating it, but I'm he not was going like, crazy I'm, like everybody right. else. There were people shoving handfuls. I don't think that one mouth. woman could have had more grass in her no, mouth. No, no. And this is the cult mentality. And when this video started out, that he had them in the front of the church, like they were mm-hmm. all possessed and yep. doing demon crap and... Yeah. It's weird. And then I said to you, I says, well, maybe he's trying to save money on, you know, getting the church lawn cut. If, if all the people are out there <laughs> eating the grass. Don't pay someone to cut the grass. Just have them go out and eat it. Okay. Cult members that are still cult members out in culty land. If little man tries to get you to go outside and eat the grass, he's trying to save money. He's, he's copying off somebody else again. He's copying off YouTube. Yes. Copying. <laughs> But in watching that video, can can you see the mentality? Oh, of, yeah. It's because the pastor guy wasn't eating the grass. No, he wasn't. He's standing there watching everyone. Yes, because he's in control. Oh, he, is, man. he probably had a hard-on laughing. Oh, probably. Um, and those are the type of things that I would sit and wonder, you know, does little man sit around in his office giggling to himself? What can I make these people do next? Good question. It would not surprise me, though. All right. Well, here's a good question for you. After I showed you the video of the pastor eating grass, I showed you some creepy photos off of Little Man's official page. Um, I know nothing of what this is other than what it's labeled on their page, Mm -hmm. which is a children's lamplight service, was it titled? 
Something like that, yeah. But they had all these pictures of these children gathered around tables with an adult, and they had um, the old-timey gas lamps. That, and they were, was like wood, would you say pallet walls? Um, the w- It was creepy looking, like they were in some kind of... Looked like a bunker almost. Like that, I could say an old-fashioned basement type thing. They could have been under the sanctuary. I have oh no idea. God, it was creepy. Um, just the fact that they used those pallets. I mean, you can tell it's pallet wood. Right. And somehow they construct, but did you see they had little like decoration up on the corners and stuff to mm-hmm. try and make it look a little better? Could you just, I can only picture like the tone of their voice. But Whether they're in the dark with one little lantern. I'm sure, it, I'm sure the entire sanctuary was probably set up for this. And like, if me and you were there. I'm sure we were given instructions on what scriptures to read, what to talk about, right. blah, 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 right? Um, but it was probably tables upon tables set up in the sanctuary, and the children were dropped off by their parents. Okay. Unless the mother was participating. Right. Um, I don't know if they have a, had a women's side and a boy's side. A couple of those pictures looked like they had a younger boy in them with girls. Mm-hmm. So I don't know at what age they're separating them now. I, I know, I know, I know, know nothing. You know nothing. I know nothing. Oh, by the way, the South African pastor, mm-hmm. he, he was having his people eat the grass to be closer to God because God made the grass. Didn't God also make regular food? Well, you know, <laughs> just I'm just my saying. food eats the grass. Okay, I... so you would think somewhere along the line on that that cycle there that you could just eat regular food and be closer to God. I will. I, I don't oh know. Oh my God. Shall we go eat grass afterwards? Hell It'll no. make us closer to God. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, a shout out to Kel and her Kel cave where we all like to hang out and party and play pool and get silly and blast music. And did you see, I didn't use any commas and stuff. Just ramble on just this little man. On. Just ramble on. <laughs> Well, you know they have this the little man dictionary. They're all like trying to sound like him. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I tried. But a fifth grade dictionary. I tried to find the conversation I had with a couple of ex members. Mm-hmm. Apparently, little man mentioned in one of his sermons. Okay, mm-hmm. um, which he he liked to talk about his family a lot, right? You know and. Anyway, he he was talking about, I think, his grandmother. And I guess she wore all that little house on the prairie shit with the bonnets oh, and God. the petticoats and the... Like f- roughly, well, frilly stuff? I heard from several ex-members that there were women starting to walk around with the little house on the prairie bonnets. Oh, my God. And dresses and stuff. And at one point, the talk among the women... Okay, it was supposed to be a surprise for Pastor, okay? What, surprising them with the bonnets? No, for the next, I think it was a Seder meal or something coming up where you're supposed to wear your finest. And that was their finest? They, there were women that wanted to orchestrate that all of the women dress in the long petticoats and bonnets and be in unity with each other and look like Pastor's grandma. Oh, my God. Isn't that creepy? 
That is bizarre. And the um, one ex member, she said that she was like, that's just creepy. I refuse to do it. I am not dressing my girls in Laura Ingalls clothes. Right. Because Lil Man's grandma wore that type of shit. And you have to remember, this is a place that it, every summer, there are over 100 days in a row that it's over 100 degrees every day. Oh, shit. And at night, it may drop down to 90 or 92. Um, can you imagine wearing no. all of that? No. And I'm going to have to try and find that conversation. Well, I just told what it was basically about <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, and a shout out to Diana S. Mm-hmm. She went, this morning I noticed it. You know, you get your little um, notices on Facebook. Right. She went back and liked the very first post I ever put when, when we opened the Facebook page. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I thought oh that was like, man. yeah, that was some That's dedication of scrolling. Around. No kidding. Well, everything still exists. You just got to right, scroll and scrolling, the scrolling, keep your thumb a scrolling. That would take forever. Well, it's been over a year. I think it was November of 17. 17 or something, yeah. Yeah. Holy so, hell. Good dedication, Diane. Yeah, seriously. Um, I posted my new Pittsburgh shirt this, this week. I saw that. And most people don't even know what half of that stuff means. And they missed <laughs> yeah, a lot of imagine. them. Like, like, my favorite is jag off. Yeah, jag off. That's the best word. But it wasn't on the shirt. It didn't make it. Really? No, Jaggers is on there. But not Jagoff. No. <gasps> so, anyway. That is a Pittsburgh word. I'm it, pretty sure it is. I don't think... I, I'm sure it is. And um, If anyone else who is not from Pittsburgh has ever used the word Jagoff, let us know. Uh, well, they can't have friends from here either and picked it up that way either. Right, right. It has to be something that... Someone that is not affiliated in any way with Pittsburgh. You're correct. Okay, where was I going? I don't know. I, I never know where I'm going half the time. <laughs> you just have your book and your phone. And I got my... Am I viciously scrolling You're today? viciously scrolling. I still want to know how that's... Okay. I have no idea how computer algorithms work, this, that, or the other thing. But I've had people do experiments. Like, mm -hmm. they don't own a cat. Have never had a cat. Okay. But they're talking to somebody in the same room, and they keep using the word cat. Okay. Okay. And the next thing you know, they're scrolling through Facebook, and it's like, almost like Facebook listened to you. I'm and, sure it does. And there's, you know, ads for nine mm -hmm. lives. Creepy. And, and, and litter. And... That is so creepy. Okay. Now, apparently, the algorithm must have gotten a hold of quite a few of our listeners. Okay. Okay. Tom O, Alex K, Allison J, Diana L, uh, Sarah B, Tara L, Natasha R, and these are just the people that sent it to me, okay? Oh my God. Do not stick garlic up your vagina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so wait, what did they get? What kind of ads did they get blasted with? Uh, it just... Uh, just that? Uh, the LAD Bible gynecologist warns women not to put garlic in their vaginas. And oh then God. there was, um, 
That's the same one. Oh, here's another one. Please stop putting garlic in your vaginas. O-B-G-Y-N. Begs. Um, please do not put garlic in your vagina. And then parentheses. Apparently, it has to be said. So these are all different Oh, yeah, no articles. kidding. Apparently. Um, and I don't... Oh, my God. Gynecologist warns women to stop putting garlic in their vagina. I, I don't know how many of these I got. Who the hell... And how many people that listen to us got these things in their newsfeed? And garlic in your vagina is trending on the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Only on this podcast. I, I don't know, but here's here, here's a good one, Laura. Um, Ancher, Ancher, our our friend in another okay. country with the car. She got in the accident. Yes. Right. Okay. She says, if you're ever in Melbourne, Australia, and need some pierogies, it seems these guys have you covered. Okay. Okay. And um, apparently they're in an open air market type mm -hmm. thing. And the name of their business is Eat Pierogi, Make Love. All right. Okay. And underneath that it says, catering, weddings, parties, divorces, <laughs> and orgies. <laughs> Your divorce orgy. You, maybe. Maybe you got your divorce papers and you're finally free, so you invite over however. How many is it is it, is technically an orgy? I mean, can three people be one? Or is that just a well, threesome? That would just be a threesome. A menage a trois. Well, right. It's four? four? Maybe four. Well, four would just be like, be, what, be, be swingers, wouldn't it? Swing, I don't know. And five would be a couple of sets of swingers and an oddball. I mean, <laughs> Six and a straggler. Anybody out there know the? You know what? We should Google this. Get your phone and Google what's the least amount of people to be considered. I'm not googling that shit. Why not? Well, maybe it'll come up in our algorithms since we're talking about it. I don't know, but um, Kate C. Um, she says if you guys opened a post office box, we could all write this little message on a bread sack. <laughs> And you can send them right on down to Little Man on behalf of all our listeners. Okay? Oh, my God. And it's a little teeny tiny homemade pocket Bible that everyone needs, okay? And it even says pocket Bible. And oh. when you open it up, it says, don't be a cop. <laughs> I always use the word dick, but, you know, don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. But, you know. and, and, and It all sums it up. Yes. Don't be you know, a nasty person. <laughs> it all sums it up beautifully. Uh, Sam, one of our few guy listeners, uh, he, he sent us, um, um, about, you know, ringing the devil's doorbell, yes. but we posted that one. I'm sorry, Sam. Um, go back through the stuff and you can find it. And let's see what, do, oh, oh, uh, Dr. Gunter is here to remind you not to put garlic in your vagina. Oh, she is like awesome. I follow ever. her. I follow her on Twitter. Oh, well, I'll post that one. She I wasn't sure which one to post. She is awesome. She has a book coming out in the fall called the vagina Bible. Okay. I, I couldn't make this up. Are you going to purchase this? I don't know. I she is she is so funny because you know you know Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yes. She has this funky magazine and this funky like blog thing called Goop. And it's all this all natural, but like weird, strange, all natural shit. And that's where the garlic up the vagina, one of the places it came from, is She's like all for it. And that's why this doctor is just like, oh no, I don't think so. So yeah, she's this like really 
like really funny OBGYN. I think she's in Canada or she's from Canada. But yeah, the Vagina Bible coming out in August, I believe. Okay. So put that in your reading list. The Vagina Bible. Yep. There's a Bible for everything. There's a barbecue Bible. There's... Oh, and in your little pamphlet, they called their scripture books a Bible, they didn't did. they? You said it that slipped. It slipped out. Oh, and it's been long enough that I can say this that nobody's going to know which one. But a good shout out to everybody who informs me when I screw up and let something slip. <laughs> and <laughs> That neither one of us catches at the time. I, exactly. And I mean, the first time it happened, I called Laura and I'm like, oh my God, you have to cut this chunk out. And she's like, it's already out there already we, we can't undo it and fix it it's it's sorry so i think that was like our sixth or seventh one mm-hmm. but um yeah we've been pretty good for a while yeah and i i usually wait you know a few months that way no one knows i how or where or what episode right <laughs> right um Sarah C. chimed in, because remember I said we're counting the Omar? Yes. Oh, by the way, today's the seventh day of the Omar. Woohoo! Same as last week's email that I read. It was the seventh day of the Omar that it got sent. Okay. Isn't that creepy? Weird. I... What it... was that? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always oh asking, god. what is that? I don't know oh what... Oh my god, because you crack me up. Okay, Sarah C. answered my question, because I couldn't remember what the Omar was, right? Mm -hmm. So, she uh, sends us the answer. So, the Omar in temple times was the daily barley offering from Passover until Shabbat. But then the temple was destroyed, and the rabbis decided that individuals should count the days instead. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, Shlomo is a Yiddish <laughs> diminutive of Solomon. Also a Muppet. I think Muppet too. When <laughs> to anybody out there with the name of Shlomo, I'm sorry. It's just kind of funny to us. <laughs> I just see a real big fuzzy Muppet. I do too. Okay, she goes on to say, kind of funny that both of these things show the cult is cribbing from modern rabbinic Judaism, something that developed significantly after Christianity split off, rather than exploring Jesus's roots to be authentically Christian as they claim. Well, the cult doesn't claim to be Christian. They just claim to be the one true only one. If you're not with them, you ain't worshiping God. Right. I'm sure the grass-eating pastor says the same thing. I was going to say, they all say the same thing. Right. And the pastor wasn't eating grass. No, he was watching You're everybody else. You're like the ass-eating pastor. Yeah. He's not eating. No, just like little man. I busted him perusing the shrimp on the Sabbath, no less. They do whatever Poor the hell shame. they want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Monica M. had a bit of advice for us. Mm -hmm. Well, at least me, because I know I wouldn't be able to drag you there. Oh, no. Um, what? She says, if you do go to Burning Man and hit that shower... <laughs> Yeah, count me out. Don't let the minty fresh soap hit your lady garden. It will cause burning woman. Oh, 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 yeah. That would not be fun. Uh, I'm, that's what I'm saying. And you are right. You, you would not catch me there. Oh, you know what else? Is Midget Fork a Pittsburgh thing, too? I don't know if it's... Anybody else be... use the word Midget Fork? 
I mean, that's, you know what? I'm probably offending little people everywhere. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God, stop. I try to be politically correct. Stop. <laughs> how short do you have to be considered, midget? Oh, God, we'll put this up here on the list with how many people does it take to consider it an orgy? And how, and how short, short do you, you have to be? be to be a midget? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, if you go onto the Facebook... Um, Last week was Easter, and it was Ishtar. My son, Cult Baby, posted um, where Easter comes from, mm-hmm. and why it's Easter, Ishtar, that type thing. Wasn't that a movie? I don't know. I don't watch movies. Oh. Did you watch Waco? No. Did you listen to the podcast I told you? You know the answer to that. See, I, I'll call you on every time you lie to my face, okay? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I had food for you today, so. I know. Okay, I'm going to go slightly off topic here, but I found this hysterical. Okay. Um, last week, we had our first ever phone fuck up because I forgot to shut my phone off, right? Mm-hmm. It was an ex-member that was actually calling me at that time, okay? Oh, hell, we could have had them on. I, I, that ex-member's one that you, you kind of introduce them... Slowly? Before... Well, you never know what's going to come out of their mouth. That's what I mean. Okay. So... Okay. Um, yeah, so on my way over here, I called them up, and weirdly enough, I, I, I don't even know where the conversation came from, okay? hmm But I asked them, I'm like, okay, if you, like, are at a concert or something, and, like, you had to go to the bathroom so bad. I says, and you walked into the men's room, and all of the urinals are kind of occupied. I says, is it, like, a guy faux pas thing? You don't go saddle up next to somebody and start using it? Or is that acceptable? I mean, apparently that's not acceptable. Why are you even asking this? I don't remember. I, I don't know. You mean, you mean, like, sharing one urinal? Yeah. Like you oh, kinda that would sh- not be cool. You just kind of shift over so the other guy could that pee. That would not be cool. I didn't know. I had to find out. Because both your dicks would be right there. Ew. Well, hello? Well, he asked, would you go and sit on another woman's lap while she's (laughs) And I'm like, that's a little different. I said, if you just scooch it to the side. Not really. Because they're both hanging out right there, literally and figuratively. But they're not touching. Oh, but I'm quite sure for guys, it's too close for comfort. Anyway, yeah, he said, guys don't take long to pee. Just stand in line. Yeah. He said, though, if you are at, they do have troughs. Yes. In some places. Like at football fields and like the stadiums. But, 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 but the etiquette there is you, you, you can't be close enough to bump into somebody. Don't, 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 don't touch the person next to you. (laughs) If, 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 you know, there's not enough room for you to squeeze in there without touching the other person as you're trying to get your zipper. There's not enough room for you. Yeah. you're, You're encroaching on their pee space. So, ladies out there, everything you wanted to know about your etiquette. <laughs> and trough etiquette. Trough etiquette. I, I have many questions, Laura, honestly. Apparently you do. Well, think about it. I didn't. Ha- I don't have to know urinal etiquette. I'm sure Kenny taught that to the kids, not me. <laughs> you know? <it's... laughs> what? I, I'm just laughing at trough etiquette. Okay. Trough etiquette. <laughs> Um, Laura H. did give us a, um, Kool-Aid recipe, but sorry, honey, that was two episodes ago, ago, hippie juice. Oh. So, but we do get a lot of doubles, and if you ever give us a Kool-Aid recipe, guys, the only reason I'm mentioning this one is if you send us a Kool-Aid recipe and we haven't done it, it's guaranteed I will use it. 
Right. So, but I knew I did that one. Sorry. And Tamara G, uh, she just listened to the Ass Knobs podcast. Okay. Uh-huh. At that episode. And she was nice enough to send me a picture in her basement. What's hanging there? Oh, it's a stethoscope. See, I'm not the only one. They come in okay. very handy. Apparently. I want to know why she has the big red letter S, though. For stethoscope. (laughs) Okay, Chris was having surgery. We said hi to her with her private room, and she introduced us to, I guess, her nursing staff and stuff. Um, She had surgery. She's doing all right, and she's already lost 18 pounds. Wow. So they're getting her staples out on Tuesday, and she's going home to her own apartment, and she thanks all of us for all of our prayers and well wishes. You rock too, sister. That's right. You rock too. Those well wishes are keeping it on the way again. Oh, and Natasha figured something out. What? Ladies, listen up. Natasha figured something out that might be the problem in your own relationship. Oh, no. She writes to us and says, she's a little behind on the episodes, but she's catching up. Okay. She goes, but oh my gosh, I finally figured out why my husband loves to argue. He drinks so much milk. (laughs) (laughs) And her, on the other hand, um, she can't have milk due to an intolerance. um, And she wants to know what little man thinks of almond milk you know is that the devil's idea oh yeah every time i hear almond milk i think of little nipples on the almonds and somebody squeezing them to get the milk out oh my god um tabby who's an ex-cult member she still makes her own almond milk she used to she still makes a hell of a lot of work and she's from trinidad tobago she's still here she became a citizen a couple years ago um, a lot of these people come from other countries, and because you don't have to leave Cultyville ever, mm-hmm. you can basically stay in this country as long as you're in the cult. Because remember, they'll do your shopping for you. Right. Don't have to leave. Um, yeah. No green card. Anyway. <laughs> That's a hell of a lot of work, making your own almond milk. Damn. She makes a lot of her own stuff. And um, Jennifer W. says hi to you, Laura. Hello, Jennifer. Uh, We were talking about first concerts, and you said yours was Sean Cassidy. (laughs) Yes, it was. Hers was, too. Oh, yeah. She just screamed out, yes, really, really loud at work. And she gets it. She gets it. People were looking at her like she was crazy. Okay. (laughs) She gets the awesomeness of Sean Cassidy. I'm telling (laughs) you. I loved him. I didn't get to go to concert, but... I had a little locket with his picture on it. Oh, see, that's that's up there with the concert. And that's I think, perfect. I, 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 I don't know, whatever happened to that thing. Probably got left at my asshole father's house with my possessions that I'll never Wouldn't get Wouldn't you back. laugh your ass off, though, if you found it and you opened it up and there's this picture? I, it would laugh. still be there. Oh, my God. I think my mom bought it for me because she was sad she couldn't take me to the concert. I don't remember. Oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Cassidy. Um, I'm going to have to say his name is Esme, E-S-M-E. Esme. I, I don't I'm know. so bad with foreign names. I'm so sorry. Um, he, he, we made him hungry with the grilled cheese and pierogi concoction. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and he says he has a little different of a perspective, okay? 
Um, he's a military member and soon to be a federal government employee that we trashed last week. <laughs> but he says, I don't get Easter Monday off. I, I, okay, that, that's okay. Um, but he does get the major pagan holidays off. But here's why I'm reading this. Um, regarding bleach drinking. Okay. Oh, geez. Have you ever heard about the people that drink hydrogen peroxide in water diluted to repair stomach issues or flush out toxins? Um, he had a family member do this and mix a quarter teaspoon to some water and chug it. He says, I'm not going to lie. I tried it for research purposes because I was young and dumb. <laughs> Weren't we all? He said, it was horrible. My esophagus felt like it was bubbling. Think of the sensation when you put hydrogen peroxide on a cut but in yeah. your throat. Ooh. Um, and he had weird rumbling in his stomach for a while. <laughs> but we did do, uh, we did reverse osmosis water out there that people sold for a dollar a gallon. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a racket. Yeah. Um, people out there were drinking the bleach, drinking the peroxide, uh, all kinds of stuff. Tell me where Jesus said drink peroxide. Or Drink bleach. bleach. Or was it for the chlorine? The granulated stuff that they would put into the um, gel caps. You know what I mean? I don't think that's anywhere in the Bible. Uh, Just saying, I don't think. Okay. Um, Jordan V. Um, oh, she put something on here I couldn't. I can't, but I'm going to answer her question. If I can find it. Okay, she said she just started listening to us a couple of weeks ago, and she's only halfway through, and she knows I can't post this, but she needs a serious answer because she can't find it. Okay. Um, the cult uses a tetragrammaton. A what? I think it's called a tetragrammaton. It's letters. Okay. Okay. And God's name is so holy, you're not allowed to pronounce it over in Israel. Oh, okay. So when I was looking for things to bring back... I couldn't walk into a shop and go, hey, do you have anything with God's name on it and being using God's name? Okay. Okay. I was told that I could go in and spell the four-letter tetragrammaton. Okay. See? See it in the middle in bold letters? Four letters? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's Hebrew. So in the Hebrew, they, uh, they use the... Four little Hebrew symbols Symbol. to make these four letters. Okay. Jordan, I can't answer you because then I'd have to say the name. <laughs> okay. Um, you know how cowboys go, yee-haw? Mm-hmm. Okay, take the ha off the end and start it with the first letter of the tetragrammaton. And then it's a... One blank street. What in God's name are you talking <laughs> I'm about? Trying to, I'm trying to give God's name, Laura. That's Oy. what in God's name I'm trying to do without actually giving it. I'm telling people, kind of like them little puzzles you look at that has, you know, an eyeball and a bee and a wand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeehaw. Take the ha, but take the H off and put the first letter on. <laughs> Okay? As people were sitting there with a pen right now, <laughs> take the ha off. And then it's a one blank street. And you don't have to look both ways. Okay? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay? You only have to look, 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 
to the left or to the right because it's a one blank street. And that's how you say God's name <laughs> without saying God's name. These people were like writing down, going, what the hell is she talking about? Now, you did, did that make you, sense? Yes, it does. It does now that I've processed it a little bit. Yeah. And you take those two words and yep. you say them together yep. and there's the grand magical name of God. Okay. That that little man bases his whole thing off of. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, what else do I have? <laughs> that was quite a production just for that one word. I tried to figure out how to do it. <laughs> okay, what were we eating? What did I bring for us to share? Gummy bears? Sour patch. Sour patch kids. Would you eat this? It's sour patch kids ice cream. <gasps> I would try it. Ew. I would try it. Gross. I didn't say I would buy it, but if somebody had it, I would definitely try it. Oh, and by the way, you know how people are always asking, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody says that, you remind them that flipping over tables and chasing people with a whip is within the realm of possibilities. <laughs> well, the, the money changers at the temple, right, he right, was not happy right. with them. Nope. nope. So, he was you know, a little Jesus pissed. was chasing people with a whip. Come on. He was not happy. No, he was not happy. <laughs> Okay, um, do you have anything in the book? Not in the book, but we have the first part of the article because, was it last week or the week before? It was last week that I, I don't know. <laughs> it was Squirrel. Either, it was either last week or the week before when we had that letter to the editor. Right. And, and it was in response to a news article, because we're the shit show, and we didn't read the news article first. No, why would we? <laughs> exactly. Because that would make sense. That, that would make too much sense. No. So, so this you, I told the, you we had it. Yeah, this is the original article that she wrote the letter about. And it's dated from 1999 in January. Okay. And it says, recent court victories may help keep children out of the cult. Yes. Okay. Court victories in three states are being cheered by a growing network of people looking for legal means to keep children out of the cult. Well, I told you that we were all asked to write letters about why that place was not for children for the one lady. She, she fled back to her home state with her kids. These people are nuts. I'm not staying here. And the way our legal system works, the father was able to um, go to, to the legal system, which you're only supposed to, the, the legal system you're not supposed to use in the cult either, right. unless it works in your favor. Okay. Um, but children that are born in that state, the state tends to like to have them stay there till they're 18, unless both parents move. Okay. Um, if the dad wouldn't have cared that they moved, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But again, he owned that woman and he owned those kids. And in his own screwed up culty mind, he was going to use the beastly system to bring his property back to him. That's so messed up. But read on because it may help keep kids out. But them tables full of kids by that lamp light shit was creepy Weird. looking. Creepy. Creepy, creepy. It would be like something you would see in some kind of like horror mind fuck movie. Yeah. You know? And why are they having lessons by lamplight? Little House in the Prairie crap. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Yeah, think about it. We didn't see any bonnets in those pictures. A couple of the girls had head coverings, not bonnets. You have to wear head coverings right. in the sanctuary. And I'm assuming that all of those were in the sanctuary. Every, everybody had head coverings on. I know that much. Yeah. So, But no bonnets. Keep going. Okay. 
Cases in Florida, Georgia, and Michigan last year resulted in fathers obtaining custody of children whose mothers are affiliated with the cult headed by Little Man, formerly known as Buffalo Bill, when he was a policeman. Yeah. That's a scary thought in itself. He was a policeman with a fifth grade education. I guess. That is so messed up. I don't know if he ever got his GED or not. There's a question. Um... His ex-wife's book may have covered that, but I read it so long ago. Yeah, you don't remember? No. Too bad you weren't still talking with her. Oh, I can get a hold of her. She's my friend on Facebook. Ask her. He gets GED. Oh, God. Squirrel. (laughs) Okay, I'll write that down while you are continuing to read. Each court victory means others who have been unsuccessful in gaining custody will have reason to press on, believes a Florida woman whose son won a court battle. As case law builds, we can turn around some of the losses, says Lynn of Jacksonville, Florida. Little man did not respond to requests for an interview with the newspaper. Johnson is the mother of, we'll call him Mark, who a year ago won the first child custody case involving a parent tied to the cult. Since then, two others have been finalized in favor of the father, and at least one more is in progress. Hell yeah, said Philip Orne, the chief staff researcher for Watchman Fellowship in Arlington, a cult watch organization with offices nationwide. Yep. We're acting as a clearinghouse on cases our people have won, he said. The court victories and the network of people providing information on how to win child custody cases is significant. Just three years ago, a Maryland man stormed the gates of the sect's compound in an effort to retrieve his children and stepchildren. I remember that. Really? Yep. He's not alive anymore. Ooh. Keep going. Yeah, he became a thorn in their side is all I can tell you. Okay, moving on from that. Ooh, that's creepy. I told you, they take care of people. Well, it says, instead he landed in jail on charges of family violence, assault, and interfering with child custody. Apparently a lot more happened than just landing in jail then. Uh, Keep going. (laughs) Legal challenges have been tried by some parents ever since the cult began gaining notoriety in 1996, but with no success until now. One reason is the reluctance of judges to challenge a religious preference because it is unusual, experts say. Oh, unusual, yeah, that it is. Oh, don't, don't, don't put into consideration that it's a total mind fuck for the kids involved and everybody else. No. No. Could that low light that they were doing be some sort of mind control thing? I mean, does low light do anything to your brain as, like, they're pumping propaganda into it? Because, I mean, I know strobe lights drive you crazy. Crazy, right. I don't know, maybe something to do with, like, I don't know, like, how they had... You know, like, like a cozy feeling, you know, like when you're like reading a fire? bedtime story. Yeah, like a fireplace, cozy, here's what we're teaching you type. You know I'm trying to say? Like, I don't know, maybe they're going to take electricity away from them people and make them live like Little House on the Prairie people. Wouldn't surprise me. Good gosh, electricity is evil. It comes from the devil. <laughs> Keep going. Who knows? Don't give them any ideas. But the Johnsons found a defense that came about in the most unusual way. During court proceedings, their son's ex-wife requested a custody evaluation by a psychologist, which the court granted. The ploy backfired when the evaluation showed the child was being subjugated to dangerous indoctrination by the cult teachings, Johnson said, and the judge ruled the father should get custody. The ex-wife tried again with a different psychologist, but with the same result. It's not that we came up with a brilliant idea in one. She came up with it, Johnson said. 
Other litigants are building on that success, he said, and the list of psychologists willing to do evaluations is growing. Imagine that. And that was back in 99, but this place is still thriving. We all share those names and put them on the network, she said. That tactic plus a proactive stance by the plaintiff, usually the father, are keys to success in court, says Arne. Recent court victories prove that. That's the difference here, Arne said. In all three cases, you can see that. Getting a court-appointed psychologist to testify to the dangers of cult indoctrination is key to winning a case involving religion, Arne said. The religious issues can then be brought into the case. Otherwise, they cannot. The plaintiff's attorney can file a motion for a court-appointed psychologist who would be a neutral officer of the court, thereby eliminating prejudice. Because of the complexities involved, Watchman Fellowship is establishing a database of court documents that shows attorneys how to draft motions. We think that would be very helpful, Arne said. As important as a psychologist evaluation is an aggressive stance by the father, some early court cases posed problems because the mother acted first, filing for divorce and gaining tepor- temporary custody of the children. That's what I did. I had full custody for the longest time. And then he just wanted it to be a dick? Well, he waited until my oldest maxed out of paying child support and turned around and said, you owe me for child support. Bastard only gave me $400 a month for two kids for 10 freaking years. What the hell and then he turns around to sue me for $800 a month for one kid. Plus, he was suing me for two and a half years of back support at $800 a month. But I had a good attorney and that all got thrown out. Anyway, keep reading. <laughs> All three of the finalized cases, plus one in progress, involve the father seeking custody because the mother joined the cult. Arne said it is usually the woman who joins because of the nature of the sect. The women usually have money or will have child support coming if divorced, he said. It's and the, food stamps. He said it's the women who are getting stuck on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn can speak from personal experience. Her son, Mark, was married and the father of a five-year-old girl when his wife came in contact with the cult. Mark and his family lived in Jacksonville, Florida, and were members of a Baptist church. A couple who were friends found the cult on the internet and became interested in its teachings. How bizarre is that? You're just Googling shit and all of a sudden you come across the cult? What I find crazy is I was trying to find a video that I wanted to show you and I couldn't find it. But some of their videos had like 109,000 watches. I guess because people around the world don't realize what a sham they are. Right. But other ones only had like 120 views. Not 120,000. Just 120. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to their videos and how they were watched. But keep going. Okay. So they're talking about how they found this on the internet. Um, Her son's wife was interested too and accompanied the couple to the town for one of the three annual feasts celebrated on the compound. So they went to a feast... Yes, just because they found it on the internet. They went for shits and giggles. Yep. It was a surprise when all of a sudden she had a whole new Bible and a way of life, Johnson said. Eventually, the oddity took a chilling turn. Johnson began researching and came across Little Man's Book. Can I say the title? No. Okay. Came across Little Man's Book. Okay. (laughs) He has many books. Okay. She was stunned to learn what happens to women who go to the compound unattended by their husbands. Now, see, this is where where the guest writer from last week's episode Uh said she's been there for three years unaccompanied. 
by her husband. Oh, yeah. Now, see, women that go there, if they're still married and the husband doesn't want to join, they're... They they can't remarry because they're already married to a heathen who mm. might decide to repent someday. And join. And join. And that's why last week when you read that article, she said she's been there for three years and unaccompanied by her husband, which tells me right. she was still married in the real world. Gotcha. Okay. Because then it says here she had to be a wife, slave, or concubine to a group member. That's if you weren't married. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were divorced, it was okay because you were no longer with that man. Okay. That's why you would show up with child support and other stuff. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, although the ex-wife never took the couple's daughter to the town, the child was subjected to the cult's teaching during meetings in Florida attended by 20 to 30 people, Johnson said. When the couple decided to divorce... Johnson's son got a restraining order to keep the child in Florida and gain temporary temporary custody. In the meantime, his ex-wife had changed her last name to Little Man's, as more than 250 people have done in the courts over the past three years. Her behavior became more of a concern to the Johnsons, who kept petitioning the court for supervised visits. They always came back from the feasts more militant than ever, Johnson said. That's creepy. Yeah, because there's always new restrictions, new things you can't have, things you have to have, things you have to do, supplements, buy this. Yeah. Okay, now this part's really, really creepy. The court case was finalized in February 1998, and the ex-wife disappeared in July, Johnson said, leaving no clues to her whereabouts. I can tell you there was a woman, and I'll just say the first letter of her initial was A, and as far as I know, she's still there. Um, she's one of the first ones that I encountered that somebody told me that she had come to a feast, was all excited about it, um, went home with literature, her new Bible and her Mm -hmm. new way of life, Mm -hmm. and hubby wanted nothing to do with it. Okay. So she left her five children. How do you leave your five kids in another state? with your husband, soon to be ex-husband, and go join the cult. How, as a mother, do you leave your five kids? I can't imagine. I mean, thankfully, those five kids never got to the cult and got indoctrinated. Yeah, no shit. But that used to always stick in my head. How did this woman walk away from her life and five kids? And, I mean, she was there for years. And as far as I know, she's still there unless she died. Oh, my God. But, yeah. And just pretend that you don't have any kids. That is... As far uh, as I know, she never went to visit them. Oh, I, my God, those poor kids. I, I don't know. She wasn't a friend of mine. She was more with the snobbish crowd. Ah. Uh, better than me. Okay. But that's okay, because nobody on this earth is better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's better than anybody. Do you know that? The way you said that was great, though. But nobody is better than anybody. Right. Somebody may have more money. Somebody may be better looking. Somebody may have more friends, a better whatever. But we're all created as people. Yeah, and no one's better. No. Keep going. <laughs> You're like, no one's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we, 
Well, I didn't mean it as conceited, like, I'm the best there is. <laughs> the way it came out, that was so funny. Oh, gosh. Keep oh, reading. Oh, my God. The most recent child custody case involving the cult ended December 30th when a father in suburban Detroit, Michigan, gained custody of his three children, ages 12, 8, and 4. Uh, let's see. James was granted custody over his wife, a Detroit pediatrician who got involved with the cult in 1995 through a group in Ooh, Jackson, Michigan. I know who Michigan. they're talking about. Do I you? Know. Yeah. It was one of the, I told you we had doctors right. at one point. Um, she was the only pediatrician. Keep going. Oh, my God. The ex-wife broke all relations with her family. A Michigan attorney who rep- represented the father said she told him that she had found the truth. And, you know, what they tell you in order for, to get their claws into you and you leave your family? Hmm. Okay, Laura, you went there because you were seeking truth. And, you know, you come back and you're telling your family about this place and blah, 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 right? And they want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now, the cult has told you that they probably won't, but try and get them to come or feed it to them slowly. Okay. okay. But then they're going to turn and tell you if you can't convince them, if you can't make them see the truth, to leave them behind because they're just an anchor for you and you love them and you're your family. So when the shit hits the fan, you, Laura, will be able to raise them from the dead, show them that they were wrong to not follow what you were following, and teach them the ways so that they will have everlasting life. So you're giving up your family in this lifetime. So you can be with them so that, the next. Right. So when the great apocalypse happens and everybody on earth is dead, you can use your microbes to bring your family back. Oh, we're back to microbes. Yeah. Because remember, microbes are going <laughs> right. to ra- raise the dead. They have little computers, remember? You're going to be in unity with them little bitches. Yep. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. So let's see here. This Michigan attorney, her name is Constance, Constance Cummy, um, is the author of a book of new age religion and cults called The Hidden Dangers of the Rainbow. Okay, and we got the rainbow sash. I was going to talk about the rainbow sashes that they're wearing, but it's too long. We'll have to save that for next week. Okay. She has been involved with a number of cases involving New Age religions over the years, but the cult case was the first one where she used the term hard cult. They are. She has kept files on the group for many years and couldn't believe her good fortune when James contacted her about representing him. She's when he came in and said the name of the cult, I almost exploded. She said, I'm telling you, like the Johnsons, Cumbie got a court appointed psychologist to testify to the dangers of the cult's teachings, which helped win the case. Although those cases had happy endings, cult watchers are more concerned than ever about cult activities with the millennium approaching and the end time prophecies proliferating because this was written in 1999, right? ABC News has a website titled Apocalypse Really Soon that lists lists the cult as one of the more prominent millennialist groups. Newsweek Magazine and the New York Times Magazine have named the cult as a a cult to keep an eye on. Of course. Okay, uh, let's see here. Little Man publishes a magazine from the cult called, whatever he calls it, and has preached the end of the world prophecies. But he has backed off of those prophecies recently, an observer says, but still his organization is of concern. Um, 
So there is a guy here, Rick Ross from Phoenix, Arizona. He said he has testified in one case involving the cult and has been called by numerous other families with ties to the group. Ross considers the cult potentially dangerous because its members are totally dependent on Little Man, even going so far as to change their names to his. You just don't know. You cannot predict what these people will do, Ross said. No. They start new new things like the lamplight crap. Uh, so the Michigan attorney and the author of the book, the cult book, doesn't view Little Man with the same fearful eye that some do, but she agrees with Ross that the cult members do what Little Man tells them. He has every bit of the control, and it's a frightening control, she said. Uh, perhaps the person most familiar with Little Man and his followers is Arn with Watchman Fellowship. He has been to the town, visited with ex-members of the cult, and followed their actions closely for years. Arn has noticed Little Man backing away from his end-of-the-world prophecies the past few years. Yeah, because it's laughable every time he throws a date or something out there and it doesn't happen. Because he decided he wasn't going to die, Arn said. Oh, I don't know about that. I just know that every time... You know, he'd come up with, you know, it's going to be this June or next October. And it, anyway. For some time, Little Man has been advocating moving his sect to Jerusalem to await the end of the world and to set up a new temple. However, that move seems to have been gone by the wayside, Arn said. He's got everything he wants. There's nothing in it for him to keep pressing the doom and gloom of the end of the world. Exactly. That's. And here it is. 20 years later? Mm-hmm. It's still no going on. We're still here. Yeah. Interesting article. We should have read that one first. We should have, but you know. Hey, it's Why us. would we? Um, uh, 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 Lindsay M. She had a really great suggestion. What? Um, we could start a change.org petition to make Kenny an elder. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we sent the signatures to Little Man? Could All of imagine? Satan's sisters nominated him. <gasps> oh, how funny would that be? I'll, I'll have to check in on that this week, okay? Oh, my God. Okay, I have something for you to taste. Oh, no. What the hell is that? I'm not. I'm not. No way. It's Dead Sea. What? Ew. I'll taste it you, first. No, you just know. It's just, it just tapping. Is it salty? It's salt. Yeah, but it's like salty, salty. Oh, I, uh, there's no way I'm touching that. <laughs> there is no way in hell. Here, touch the... Nope. nope. Why? You're spilling it all over the floor. <laughs> okay, you have Dead Sea on your floor. Awesome. <laughs> it's a shit show again. Why wouldn't you taste why, it? Why do I now have Dead Sea on my floor? What the hell? You're, oh, God. I'll vacuum in here next time I come. Because I wanted you to Vacuum up the salt from the Dead Sea. Things I never thought I would say. <laughs> vacuum up the Dead Sea that's on my floor. Yeah. Laura, you have Dead Sea. Yeah, yeah, you got Dead Sea on your floor. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, God, I had so much more to cover again, and it just... Time flies. Uh, Aaron F. asked to get into the Facebook group, and she answered the question, and then she's like, wait, what? Is this the only question? 
I thought this would be much harder. I do not know, little man, but I do hope he gets a horrific infection from his dangly balls soaking in his toilet water. <laughs> soaking? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I like the word soaking. Soaking in the toilet water. Oh, my, my, my. Again, like, half of this crap, I, I, have you seen the new men's bathing suits? What the hell is that? It's one piece and it wraps around one butt cheek. Oh, I'll have to post a picture Lord, of this. Lord, please post that. What in Men the... do not wear this. I, I'm I'm just confused. Stuff like... Does it go up the butt? It it, it goes Where... up and over. Yeah, it's like Oh and around under yeah. the left. Oh. Yeah, oh. It, it, I'm sure it gives them a wedgie. No, that's not right. C could you imagine walking no. past somebody wearing that? I would laugh. I would probably fall on the floor laughing. I, I, I know I would. And um, Please post that. I, I will. And I don't know if I read this before or not, but um, I got a, um, uh, a review. Okay. Um, stop me if I, st if I read this before. But okay. These two ladies are hilarious and entertaining, and Debbie's story about the cult is like a slow-motion train wreck. It gets worse and worse as she lived there, and you just can't look away from the madness. Definitely subscribe today, and you'll be shocked at what they put some people through in this terrible cult. Great sound quality. <laughs> fun Kool-Aid drinks each episode, and each episode has a theme, so it keeps you enthralled. Now, do you know who wrote this? I do not. Sean from In Poor Taste Podcast. Oh, isn't that thank cool, you, Sean? Yes, I thought that was cute. Anyway, very nice, very nice. Oh, um, breaking news from the cult: uh, baby diseases not original. Your baby only has a short time to live. What? I'm reading it right from their Good shit. Lord, come on, that's breaking. Baby diseases. I wonder if the people. The listeners that um, have the subscription to the email or whatever, if they got that breaking news? I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard from our mole lately. Hmm. She usually gets back to me when something okay. pops up. But um, I just wonder if she's aware of that breaking news. Yeah. I'm just going to read part of this because it just I keep saving it week to week to week to week to week. The week to week to week. Did I make up a new word? <laughs> the week. The week. Okay. Moses prophesied nuclear destruction. Oh, he did? He did, according to Little Man. Okay. Moses may not have known what a firecracker was, but he knew something about the devastating effects of a nuclear bomb. <laughs> he described it perfectly in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. So if y'all want to look that up, go for it. Yeah, and um, first John, who wrote the book, of, or John, who wrote the book of Revelations, um, he couldn't comprehend the splitting of an atom and yet depicted the colors of a nuclear blast. He described it perfectly in the ninth chapter of Revelation. Already then. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other ones. So, yeah. The... Oh, from, from, from an ex-member. Mm -hmm. He says, so I've heard time travel mentioned in connection with he who teabags his toilet water. <laughs> That's the only sentence I wanted to read out of that. There's no need to read more. He who teabags his toilet water. Oh, Tom, you make me fucking laugh. I'll never get tired of little man jokes. I'm sorry. No, me neither. Um, I guess we're running out of time. My son yeah. wanted me to make him French toast the other night. Did you? 
technically. Oh no, why? What did you do? I walked in the kitchen, threw bread in the toaster, it popped up, and I named it Jacques, and I handed it to him. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked at me like I crushed his world. He looked at me with the with the toast on with lady. He's like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "Its name is Jacques." It's I French thought you were toast. gonna say like Bon Appetit. That's <laughs> French toast. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, he didn't taste the Dead Sea. That that that. No, because it's on my floor. Well, it's in the bottle. <sighs> I I had people over this past week, and I dug that out, and I. Nobody would stick their finger in the bottle and taste it. They all thought it was poison or something. So I was like, look, I'll do it. And I put a drop on my, and I put it on my tongue. And then nobody would taste it because of the awful faces I was making. (laughs) But yeah, you're like, here, taste it. I wanted to see your face. Thank you. I wanted to see your face. Oh my God. Come on now. I had a whole bunch of crap to read. It'll be next week. Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, disturbing video that I told you that I, I couldn't find. Mm-hmm. It was a women's law class, and it was last Wednesday. Cause, and, and I didn't know how to save a video. And I thought, oh, I'll just look for it, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Good Can't find that. It. Can't find it. I went through everything they posted Wednesday. I'm not sure what happened to it. But it's a woman talking about how joyful she is that she's found the true and correct place to be because she doesn't have to think anymore. Well, that just sums it up right there. Um, she doesn't need to think anymore. No, because you must ask for all things, including help. And she's talking about how many times have you been doing something and somebody says, oh, can I help you with that? And you're like, oh, no, I got it, right? Mm-hmm. You have just denied letting somebody help you, which would give glory to God. Oh, brother. And she doesn't have to think anymore because she can't make decisions. She has no decisions to make. Her head makes all her decisions. She doesn't have to worry anymore about what am I making for dinner? What, you know, I guess anything. I, yeah. What? That... I'll try and find the video again after we get off okay. here. But I, all the videos I found were of men and men's class. Um, I know she was giving the speech during the feast because I think the feast ended yesterday. Mm-hmm. Today's the seventh day of the Omar, by the way. All right. <laughs> Go give the grain to the temple or count to 40. You know, sure. take your pick. So, guys, questions, comments. I swear I'll get to the rest of these someday. <laughs> we just always run out of time. I know. And we don't even talk about stupid shit anymore, do we? Oh, I'm sure we talk about a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, well... <laughs> There's a lot of stupid shit we talk about. Probably. Anyway, um, send us your questions, whatnot. Uh, Laura was supposed to read from the Easter pamphlet, but basically the children's book covered everything. It did, but I did remember it from work. Nice. I did remember to bring it home. But yeah, the children's book that we talked about pretty much covered it. Those those pamphlets are filled with a lot of scriptures. Yeah, yeah. Interlinear and concordance and all that good stuff. Yeah, all the good stuff was in the kids' book. Kids' book always got good shit of it. They sum it up. You know, don't celebrate. It's pagan. Um, pretty I, much. I saved, much an, I saved an article about homeschooling. Um, you remember that family that had like 13 kids and kept them in cages? And Yes. Okay, those kids were homeschooled. And the article is talking about how um, there are states that don't even have regulatory for homeschooling, testing, nothing. Um, 
the state that we were in, we were told that if somebody came to our door about our children not being in school, all we'd have to do is tell them, we homeschool and shut the door. Wow. But a lot of these, not all, okay, but there are a lot of cases where homeschooling hides abuse. Mm-hmm. It, what better way? What better way to hide it? Well, exactly, because if your husband beats on your seven-year-old son, okay, and he's got constant bruises, hair ripped out in chunks, doesn't have clothes ripped because, you know, dad snatches him up by the back of his shirt. Um, homeschooling hides a lot of that stuff. And I know that the homeschooling out there started simply because of the multiple wives and things that were being said by the children. Mm-hmm. They were making teachers go, what? What are you? What? My two wives? What? What? Yeah. And it was raising too many questions. Um, but that fit right in with everything that they're doing out there because nobody knows what's happening to those kids. Right. And you watch that creepy little girl given yes sermon stuff so and the bitch i love to hate apparently she's one of the four main judges oh really yeah i I got that somewhere in my notes too in my phone if i was smart i would you know write all this shit down but apparently i'm not smart (laughs) oh nope be as smart as a debbie and harmless as a dove that's right they were making memes of me before memes were even a thing see that is so funny and they spelled my name wrong (laughs) All right, guys. Well, it's been Deb. And Laura. And contact us if you need help with anything, questions, comments, or just far-flung-out stuff like urinal etiquette. etiquette. Urinal etiquette. Trough etiquette. There you go. Everything you never wanted to know. That's right. See you guys. See you next week. Bye. See you next week.